Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning is drawn from a familiar passage from Mark's gospel. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On Sunday mornings, we are greeted. Uh, and welcomed to worship. We're welcome to this place that's often filled with bright light and always, we pray, filled with the warmth of Christian fellowship, of true welcome. Sometimes the words welcome home are shared uh, as we gather here. Church, worship, community, the body of Christ, the household of God, reunion. Welcome home. Welcome home. After the prayer of confession, which we shared this morning, we share a prayer of confession almost every single time we gather for any worship. We joined in the assurance of pardon together. Usually those words are words drawn from Scripture. And in those words we confess and give thanks that we can be assured of our forgiveness uh, by God through Jesus the Christ. We're invited to let go of the old life, to turn from that old life, and to step into, to lean into a new life. And we often use words like, like, by the grace of God in Jesus Christ, be at peace. We often say things like that. And then we pass the peace. We shake hands, we extend greetings. Um, Sometimes we have a cold, so we don't want to shake hands, but we don't want to be rude. So sometimes we just share our cold. And, and sometimes we offer an elbow. Sometimes the arthritis is too much for us to, to risk our hand being squeezed. We give a bump. We nod. We wave. We wink. We hug sometimes. We, 
We bow. We are saying collectively, I think, in these movements of worship every week, that we belong together here in God's embrace. There's something about God that's present in this place at this time. Everybody belongs. God loves everyone. God welcomes us all. This is a thin space, a holy space. It's the very opposite, we pray, of the rat race. This is our home, a resting place. It's a crucible. It's a launch pad too, of course. It's a place to question and yearn and to be comforted. And it's also a place to be uncomfortable, to be unsettled by the Spirit. But it's a sanctuary. And all that happens in here can happen safely. Welcome. Welcome home. At some point in the service maybe about now, we feel so welcomed, we feel so comfortable in our seats, the choir's words and music are so lovely, the preaching lulls us, lulls us, rocks and rolls us to sleep. We doze. It's comfortable. We're glad to be here. We really are. We don't feel guilty one bit by just thinking with our eyes closed. This is good. Let's stay a while. Donuts and coffee await us after the service, a brunch on the second Sunday. It's good to be here. That's what Peter, James, and John may have been feeling on that mountaintop. It was good to be here. So they made provision to stay. They wanted to stay on that mountaintop. Jesus hauls these friends up the mountain, Peter, James, and John, in Luke's gospel, we're told they go there to pray. Mark is, is too brief for that. He's just getting to the heart of the story right away. Jesus becomes transfigured in light, so bright that, well, nobody could bleach clothes that white. And then Moses and Elijah, they, they show up out, out of nowhere, uh, out of thin air, uh, gilded by glory. And God speaks up. The cloud comes down and God speaks up. This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. And Peter, brash Peter, discombobulated with James and John, uh, speaks up and suggests, well, hey, it's good that we're here. Uh, Jesus, would you like us to put up some tents or a shelter of some kind? Uh, we can hang a hammock. Uh, I'll start a fire, a little campfire. James and John can go get some food and uh, we can be comfortable here. Mark suggests that, that Peter actually was terrified and he didn't know what he was saying. He was just blathering. It just came naturally to him to say this sort of inane thing. Let's, let's, let's pitch a tent. But the point is, I think, is that this tent, this dwelling place, this tabernacle was a willingness to stay here. Something holy was happening. Let's, let's stay here. Let's, let's soak this up. Let's really see what is to be taken away from this moment. In fact, let's just not go away in this moment. Regardless of the fear he felt, he was willing to stay. And of course, he wanted everybody to feel comfortable, even if he was not. Whether comfortable or terrified, Peter, James, and John, they are willing to make provision to stay on that mountaintop with some of the all-stars of the Old Testament, Elijah and Moses, who's bigger than that, for goodness sake, and their, their friend, Jesus. Let's, let's stay here. Let's take off our shoes. Did anybody bring slippers? Anybody have some beef jerky? 
Uh, let's put our Game Boys away and let's, let's really soak this up. Let's be here together, this strange place, this strange happening. That's how many of us feel about worship when we gather on this mountaintop. We're with God's people. We want to be here. It's a strange place. We hear such unusual anti-culture sort of words about love and peace and unity and, and listening to one another when our culture suggests other things. Pre-COVID, we had three services on Sunday, an 8 o'clock, a 9 o'clock, and an 11.15. And I was always very tired at the end of those mornings. But, but I was singing what the psalmist sang. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. This text about these disciples and Jesus together in this community, this, this beautiful sort of flash of brilliance on this mountaintop, this text has many lessons for us. One, of course, is that Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus hangs out with well, dead people from the Old Testament. Jesus is one to be listened to, which is another message. This is my beloved. Listen to him. Listen carefully to the Christ. Don't think and plan and scheme so much in your own brain that there's no room left for listening to what Jesus says in the power of the Spirit. I shared with our Windsor of Savoy Bible study on Thursday what Mother Teresa said about prayer uh, she was asked about her prayer life and she says, well, when I pray, I just sit near God and listen. And the interviewer asked Mother Teresa, what does God do? And Mother Teresa says, God sits next to me and listens. We aren't so good at listening, but we're commanded in this text to listen to Jesus. This text prepares us for the fantastical things that are coming, namely that betrayal, that, that tough night in the garden. Not my will be done, O oh God, but your will be done. Let this cup pass by me, but, but if it must, it must, and I will. I will. The betrayal with the kiss, the trial, the, the, the flogging, the crucifixion, the death, the mourning, the grief, the resurrection. This story is leading us to that story, as all stories in the Gospels do, leading us as prologue to passion. This text is also, and what I love about this text, is it's a call for us to step out of our comfort zones. I'm comfortable here, and I'd be content not to leave. I'd be, be content to have a preaching filibuster and go on and on and on. I'd be content for the choir to sing and sing. I'd be content for us to pass peace for an hour or two. Peter, James, and John are content to stay on that mountain. At least they're willing to stay on it. They might be terrified, but they're willing to stay on that mountain of transfiguration. But they can't stay there. They can't. Setting up camp is inappropriate. We can't stay on retreat forever. We need to follow Jesus, and Jesus is not standing still. That means we've got to come down from the mountaintop of transfiguration unto the, the shadows of the valley where Jesus has work to do, and where Jesus 
ostensibly needs our help. Kind of a funny thought, isn't it? That the sovereign God would need our help and yet it appears that's why we are put together to share uh, and to do the work of God in the world. We're not meant to stay on this mountaintop or any retreat. We're meant not to stay here, but to go there, always to go there, to get to work, to share the story, to share the story like, like I've asked our kids to do, just to give it to somebody, give something of our story to somebody else, to live the dream, to be the church in shoes, to be the body of Christ in the world. This work of coming down the mountain will transform us or even transfigure us. That word really has something to do with metamorphosis. That is what we, uh, that's what will happen to us in this journey. We will be transformed, transfigured. Who we are when we start out is not who we will be when we end up. The journey up and down the hills of discipleship Uh, In that journey, we are worn into something more beautiful, more useful, more spiritual, maybe, possibly more glorious. That doesn't happen by standing still. It doesn't happen by starting a fire around camp tents on the top of a pretty mountain with good views, even with the likes of Moses and Elijah hanging around roasting marshmallows. No, we've got to use it or lose it. We've got to move. We've got to move. And that's the text, that's the meaning of this text that most challenges me as a disciple of Jesus. That is, I got to leave the places in which I'm comfortable, where I feel welcomed, where I feel we are one together. We have to leave those places and go out. And that for me is a cutting edge. When we used to wake up our sons in the mornings when they were little, um, our sons would often say, give us a few more minutes. <laughs> not, not yet. It's time to get up. Not yet, they would say. And of course, it was time. I mean, we had uh, breakfast to do, book bags to pack, buses to catch. It, it was time. They would say, it's not time. Just give me a few more minutes, they would say. They wanted to stay in their warm beds, maybe like those disciples wanted to stay on that mountain heated with this transfiguration. But our boys and those disciples had untold adventures to step into. It was time. Uh, Peter, James, and John, and all the rest of us, we have work to do. We have dreams to weave and love to make and relationships to build and, and bread to break and, and help to lend and gifts to share. They had to go. They had to. They had to go in Christ's name. And so must we. And thank God, the one robed in light walks with us. Amen? Holy God, use us and bless us, we pray. We ask it in the name of your Son, the Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. 
And for more information, visit us online at www.firstprez.church. Have a great week.